This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 101 with guest Sheree Healy. All links and resources you hear in this podcast can be found by going to yourkickasslife.com forward slash 101. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, ass kickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. We are officially over 100 now, which is very exciting. So many episodes. Wow. So today I bring you an old friend of mine, Sheree Healy, who's just amazing and Not only are there so many wisdom bombs dropped during this episode, but she has a really sexy radio voice, so what's not to love? I'm going to tell you about Cherie in just a minute here, but it's a very important week this week because we are starting the seven-day challenge today. Today it started. So if you haven't signed up, you can still join us. You missed the email that came out bright and early this morning. But in tomorrow's email, you will get it so you can easily catch up. So today is the day, June 1st, that we start. If you don't sign up by tomorrow, the 2nd, at the end of the day, I'm shutting it down. I'm shutting down registration for this free challenge. So you're going to have to wait until we do it the next round. You might be thinking, like, what are you talking about? All right. The seven-day challenge is – the seven-day courage challenge, I should be more specific, is a week – it's a free online event where we women come together to discuss and work on important topics like the inner critic – like worthiness and feeling like you're enough. These are foundational pieces of personal development that I have seen patterns over and over again that all women struggle with. So it's one thing for you to get worksheets and do them on your own. And that's fine and dandy if that's where you are in your journey and you know that's the boundary you want to set around it. But the way that I have created this challenge is for hundreds of women to come together at once working on the same topic. And we have a Facebook group that's completely awesome. And we all come together and tell our stories and share our struggles so we don't feel so alone in this because so many of us sit at home and think we're the only ones that feel like shit and that have these behaviors and it just feels like crap. So what I wanted to do is bring everybody together for one week where we work on these, we talk about it, we make new friends, we feel less alone and we transform our lives. That's it. (laughs) you know easy peasy right so if you haven't signed up please please join us it's free it's just a little bit of time every day for seven days yourkickasslife.com forward slash seven day challenge all one word if you go over to the show notes maybe you're on them right now show notes are at yourkickasslife.com forward slash 101 There's an easy clickable link at the bottom. You just scroll down and you can see it and you can join us. And I would love to have you. And you're all amazing. And thank you for being here. So let me tell you a little bit about my friend, Cherie. Cherie Healy is a possibilitarian. She works with the women who crave more, the leaders who refuse to settle, and helps them get what they want so they can change the world. Board certified coach, founder of Tapped In Leader, One Woman Effect, and the Bring It Group, she is here to cause an epidemic of joy, a worldwide love affair. A relentless optimist, she is deeply committed to helping 
women own their gifts and power to make the world a better place. And trust me, I know Sheree personally, and that is absolutely such a perfect description of her. Sheree blends a lifetime of study with great masters in spirituality, strategy, and transformation. She's a master of communication and relationship and uses these skills to empower people to rise up and overcome obstacles. She believes that everyone has a unique reason for being and that if we are to truly enjoy the ride, we have to know what it is and bring it. So without further ado, here is Cherie. Cherie Healy is with us. Hello, Miss Cherie. How are you? Oh, so good. So happy to be with you. I'm so glad. You were, again, one of those people where I was thinking about who to have on my podcast, and it was like, oh my God, I haven't had Cherie on. It's like a, kind of a no-brainer, so I'm so glad you said yes. <laughs> oh, I could not. <laughs> and Cherie and I, we were in a mastermind together, like in... Like in 1985 or something, wasn't it? Like that long ago? Feels like so long ago. (laughs) It wasn't wasn't that long ago. It was only in like 2011 or something. And I'm so glad you're here. And this woman, you guys, well, let's just get on with it and start asking you a million questions about all things related to personal development. So my first question is, because I hadn't seen what you were up to in a little bit. So I went to your website and stalked you for like two or three hours. And the first thing that jumped out at me is, and I don't even know how to say it. So you say it. A possibilitarian. A possibilitarian. Okay. So tell us what is a possibilitarian? So the way I would define it in the most succinct way is somebody who really believes that anything is possible and helps others see a clear path, you know, helps others believe in that concept too. Because I think you know this, what we do as coaches and as women who are out there helping other women is we can't get them to where they want to be or even help them go after what they want in life if they don't believe that it's possible. Uh It's really the first step is having them see that what they want is attainable and worth going after. And that sets off this whole amazing chain of events, a success cycle that I call it, where they feel empowered to tap in, you know, and Uh dig into their potential and start taking some risks and take some action that will get them closer and closer each day. So what are the types of things that typically women come to you for that they don't think is possible that you help them see is? Mm, Well, if we look at really the big desires in life that I see over and over and over again, after doing this for 10 years, what women really want freedom Mm -hmm. and love and happiness. I think those would be the top three But to believe that they could actually have those things is the trick. We've been fed so many crazy messages throughout our childhood and our lives saying, you know, life is hard. You know, we get into, I think, funks, you know, we get stuck thinking, well, that's not Mm -hmm. lucky for her that she can get that, but not for me. You know, I think a lot of people could look at what's going on on Facebook and say, "Ugh, everybody else has doors open to them that I don't, you know, or it's easier for them or they have more money or, you know, so it's really about demystifying all of that and saying you can have happiness, freedom, love, whatever you desire. You're utterly powerful beyond your wildest dreams. I really believe that people just don't see their power, haven't experienced it, don't have, you know, good clean mirrors around them. You know, people who believe in them who say, 
these things that would give them the courage to go after it. Well, I think you hit on something important that I wanted to underscore is that I think what tends to happen is we get to be a certain age, you know, when we're young and we don't have as many responsibilities or we, it's sort of like the whole like ignorance is bliss thing. Unconscious incompetence is what they call it at the coaches training Institute. And we get to be a certain age and then we kind of, we gather evidence too of how it's not possible, which might sometimes be true. And we also, I think what happens is we like the years start to go by and we think, you know what? I think that this is how it's going to be. And maybe we just kind of settle. Yeah, I think we do. I think we tell ourselves a million stories and that keeps us in a sort of a comfort zone or, you know, it's not our ideal comfort zone, but it's familiar and I can't do anything about it. It's Mm -hmm. what I call life happens to me, kind of a victim state, you know? I was dealt these cards. This is my age. This is my status, my, you know, demographic where I live, whatever. I married this person. And this is just what I, this is what my life is about. And I, nothing pains me more than to yeah. see people give up like that or to think that that's it, you know, that there isn't possibly more. I study with this wonderful philosophy teacher who, who uses this word, the moreness of life that we're here to savor and taste the moreness of life, that it's the essence of life. And it's so freeing to me, you know, to remember that word, to go, no, 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 that we've been given desires for a reason. Mm -hmm. And that if we are here, you know, to really taste all of life, to experience everything that's here, we have to believe in the moreness. I love that. I absolutely love that. And it's, yeah, we were given desires, not just to like, think about them. Right. (laughs) Right. I mean, in a lot of religions, they teach, you know, they're to be overcome, Mm -hmm. you know, that they are impediments to our evolution, to our consciousness rising. And I don't believe that. I really don't. I think that we are here to taste whatever we so choose, that we all have our own unique desires for a reason and that they keep us on our path. Because life is delicious. Oh, my dear. Yes. (laughs) As I say, like that with a belly full of chips from being in Mexico for the week. (laughs) Oh oh my gosh, last night. So delicious. I am like, I can't. Melissa Hartwig from who created the Whole30, she she says like, what are your no breaks food? Uh And hers is the same as mine, chips and salsa. Like I will eat copious amounts of chips and salsa. My weakness (laughs) is those Tostitos with a hint of lime. Oh my guys. This is why we love each other. I was <laughs> really like, too? oh my God, is she going to say with a hint of lime? There's probably people screaming in the car saying like, that's my favorite too. That is it. I could eat a whole bag. They Easy. probably put like cocaine on those too. Because I think they do. <laughs> what is I it think they that? do. Oh my God. And Whole Foods guacamole from like the refrigerated section. <laughs> I can't even like those two together. I mean, I'll have that for dinner. <laughs> Just that. You know, avocado is very good for you. <laughs> my daughter licks those chips. <laughs> I'm like, all right, girl, knock yourself out. I don't blame you. All right, getting getting back to the program. So I haven't yet met a woman who, you know, like was born into this world with all these ideas and a possible Terry and the leader that she is today. So how did you become the leader that you are today? Was it a pivotal moment that you had where you took your power back? Was it a slow process? Hmm. I think it's been, you know, that continual showing up day after day. There have been pivotal moments for sure, that I can tell you about, like fist in the air, you know, shake down, smack down with God kind of days, Mm -hmm. you know. But I would say more, though, it was every day just showing up and saying yes. 
you know, saying like, okay, put me in the ring. I so resonated with, you know, the Theodore Roosevelt quote that Brene mm-hmm. teaches from, you know, just being in the arena, yeah. even though it's so scary. I don't think that I, as a little kid, dreamt of, you know, being on a stage or talking to lots of people. In fact, it was my worst nightmare. I didn't want to grow up to be somebody who, you know, might be considered a know-it-all. Yeah, me too. And that's I didn't yeah. want to be center of attention. Yeah, no, I grew up with some people in my life, you know, that I was like, I'm not going to be like that. Not arrogant. Don't you know, be a show there. off. Mm-mm. And I think we as women get that message, you know, like, mm-hmm. don't rock the boat, you know, be nice. And I had to battle with that a lot because there was this other to me that was saying, you know, we need you. There was a whisper inside of me saying, please help, you know, be a servant help people find happiness. There were all these visions that I would see. And, you know, I knew that I had a calling and I think we all do. We all have intuition that's guiding us and pointing us in the right direction. And so I, at a certain point just said, I got to follow that. I'm just going to keep following my intuition, just listening to those voices and following those and saying yes. And knowing that I'm not alone. I think it's very scary. And I know, you know, this too, when we coach leaders or, women who are out there entrepreneurially kicking it, you know, and trying to do great things that their number one complaint is it's lonely, Mm -hmm. you know, and you start to feel like you're different. I felt like for a long time, you know, the people in my life weren't like me. And so I had to kind of shrink down or change myself up in order to have friends. And that's a tricky thing. And I think making the decision at some point to say, you know what? I'm not doing this alone. I don't just work for myself. I have a bigger boss that is the universe or mm-hmm. God, love, whatever you want to call it, really helps me lead. It just really helps me go like, okay, one of my teachers said this so well when I was learning to be a yoga teacher. I was so hesitating getting up to actually teach a class. I took so many teacher trainings because it was so much easier to be the student. Yeah. And I said, I don't know that I want to be the teacher until like I'm perfect until I've got it all dialed. You know, I had to have everything just buttoned up in order to take that seat. And my teacher said, A, he said, Sheree, we don't need any more Kennys out there. We need more Sheree, which was so dear, you know, to teach me to stop trying to be like someone else. Mm-hmm. And then he said, I have the same fear. I don't know that I ever will feel comfortable in the seat of the teacher. And he said, so I just say to myself, I'm a student who happens to teach. (laughs) Mm. Call it something else, (laughs) you know? And yeah. And if teaching is the final stage of learning anyway. So Mm -hmm. that's another thing that I had to commit to, to just say, this is my actual putting the lessons into play and -hmm. saying that if I don't share them, I think information not shared becomes a burden. And I've been so lucky to learn so much, you know, so who would I be not to give it back, mm-hmm. not to lead from what my teachers led for me? I love that. What a, what a great mentor he was to give you that lesson. And I want to yeah. speak to something that you said too, and kind of go off on a side note slash tangent. When you said you heard that whisper and you felt like it was your purpose and you, you felt that calling. And I don't know if you find this too, and this is in your experience in working with women, but I have found that some women are so almost desperate to hear that calling. And like, I don't know what my purpose is, you know, I'm 35 or I'm 40 and I, I haven't found it yet. And they, it's like that panic. Mm-hmm. And 
I, I read a blog post on this forever ago and I'll put it in the show notes. We're at yourkickasslife.com forward slash one zero one. If you guys want links back to Sheree's website and everything that we talk about here, including this blog post that I'm about to reference is that what if like you're saying, what if your purpose in this life? Cause I think that women make up that it needs to be like these grand things like starting a business or starting a nonprofit and, you know, helping all the refugees in Syria or totally changing mm-hmm. careers or, or all these, you know, major life things. And I came to the realization one day of like, what if, I mean, anyone that follows you or myself is interested in personal development. So what if your calling is to learn as much as you can, how to be a better person. And then in turn, you will help other people be better people, whether it's your children or your friends or your coworkers, or like your purpose is to spread kindness in a world that is hard. And that isn't small. (laughs) Oh my God. So not, it's not, it's a really big thing. So I think like maybe there is a bigger purpose out there for you. Maybe it's like a thing. But what if in the meantime, your purpose here is to learn everything you can about yourself and like show up, like you were saying, in the arena and get your face marred with blood and sweat and dirt? Like, what if that's it? Because that, that is courage. I mean, if we're going to name it, that is, what if your purpose is to be courageous in order to spread courage to other women? Because Lord knows we need it. As women, we need more courage and instead of coming from a place of fear. So just a little side note there for you guys. Listening. I think we could talk literally for days on this one. I mean, I'd like to have a whole event on this because it is the big question. And it's what drew me to want to become a Swami. I tried to sign up. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Me. Well, because I grew up Catholic, I thought I'd be a nun. And then I was kind of irritated that I'd have to be a nun and wanted to be a priest. And then I went and I studied yoga and a Swami is that version, a yogic, you know, being who's committed to God, a celibate who lives in Nash. Oh, kind of like a monk. Yeah, a monk. I mean, there's so many different ways, but that question, why am I here? What's my purpose? Mm -hmm. What's this whole thing all about? Is what I've been trying to figure out since I was a kid, asking my parents and asking the church and nobody could answer and I will tell you, I think I have a sense of it finally at my ripe old age <laughs> that after asking this over and over and over again in every hall, temple, you know, book teacher, that it's really quite simple. And it's what you were just saying. It's I think you are your purpose. I think that the divine comes to be in each one of us in our unique little petite packages in this life to know the divine, to know itself, to know the universe, which is love. Mm -hmm. And if I had to reduce it to the simplest universal purpose for all of us, that we're here to love. And I think to have a damn good time. I think we're here to enjoy this place. And I had a client to me say kind of what you were just saying, like, do I need to go start some amazing organization or save the refugees? And I said, no, what is it that you truly desire in your heart of hearts? The thing that you wish you had more time for that you would love to do, you know, on any given day at any given moment. She said, I just want to have more hammock time. I just want to sit in a hammock in life. And I feel bad about that. And this is the foundation for one woman effect. I said, if you got to come here and be in a hammock and stare at the sky, the joy in you would be so magnified, right? This was Mm -hmm. what she craved. She'd become so happy, so at peace. 
And then to be around a being like that is a spiritual experience. You know, just that joy is the foundation that I think if we just brought that, that joy as women, we'd change the world. Word. Really, truly. It doesn't need to be huge. And this is something another teacher of mine, this wonderful spiritual philosophy scholar that I study with said, there is no pre-planned purpose for us. That's the thing I think that freaks people out mm-hmm. is I could do anything and I want to choose the right thing. What if I get it wrong? Yeah. Right. There is no wrong. You have a universal GPS inside that says, okay, let's try this for a while and let's reroute and then mm-hmm. we'll try that. And it's literally that wide open. We have such power and such freedom. We can choose anything. And so I think it's kind of like a great way of stalling. A wonderful, beautiful way of procrastinating to say, I don't know what it is. I, I call that hitting the snooze button on life. <laughs> exactly. Very, exactly. Instead of just getting in and going, how about this? How about that? Let's try this. Let's do, you know, which one first? Uh-huh. Yeah, I recently decided not to go back to get my PhD in social psychology. And that was a really hard decision. And I I mean, I thought I got like endless coaching on it and was like, what is this decision? And the reason I decided that it wasn't, and maybe I might still, I have no idea, but right now, no, I realized the reason that I wanted to do it, it was for a few reasons that that didn't matter. But the reasons were that I like having letters after my name. They're important to me. Mm -hmm. And it's because I mean, this, this goes back to like, you know, always feeling like I was never taken seriously and being a female and, you know, having a Southern California accent and looking the way I did. And people just kind of like pat me on the head. And so it's like, I was trying to prove something to everybody else. And I I love to learn, but it it definitely would have been like hitting this news button on life. And also I have worked so hard on myself the last few years, just emotionally Mm. And mentally and spiritually, there's no way I would have had time to do that had I gone back. So I think that like that goes back to people like going to, I need to get more credentials. I need to, and I'm not saying like going back to school is a bad thing at all. I think it's great. But I think that that a lot of times, you know, you know, when you're doing it to stall (laughs) to, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe this is my thing. And I think academia is great. But again, I just like, listen to yourself. And take some time to like sit in a hammock and and think about is that, are you doing it? Are you going after all of these, the school and the credentials and and all of that stuff to stall? Because you're afraid of of showing up in other areas of your life. I think we were all born with natural talents and we have these desires that obviously point us in the direction of monetizing those natural talents. And I don't know that our culture supports that. It says... You need somebody's stamp of approval or you need a certificate in order to say you're legit. You know, it's like your God-given talents aren't enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I am all with you that I'm a growth junkie, like extraordinaire, professional student, done every program under the sun, you know, putting myself through my own PhD. And I think it's wonderful until, yeah, you're doing it because you think you don't have enough. Mm-hmm. You know, that stat that, Women will not accept a job unless they believe they have 100% of the credentials. I haven't heard that, but I believe it. And it's probably not the same case for men. The men only need 60. Nice. (laughs) They'll negotiate a higher salary. Yeah. Even on top of that, knowing that they can't do it all straight out the gate. They know they'll figure it out. And that's what I'd like to see women have more of. You know, like I know I can because I'm a possibilitarian or because I'm creative or because I'm a survivor, figure it out. Mm -hmm. 
I'm just going to go. Just going to do. Oh, wow. Yes. All right. So you say that you help people get what they want. What do you Mm -hmm. find most people want? I kind of asked that question earlier. So is there, what else is there? Mm, I mean, ultimately this idea of freedom, happiness, love, I think if we could translate, it's this, they want to be comfortable in their own skin. Mm -hmm. They get to a place where they're at peace. You know, like I know who I am and I know why I'm here. And I do this group coaching program that has really shown me this over and over again. It's a 90 day format where people come and they throw down a goal. We all challenge ourselves to go after this one thing in 90 days. And they come in with these goals like, you know, I want to launch my business. I want to write a book. I want to double my income. You know, I want to lose weight. Great, fine, wonderful goals. But I swear to you, every single time, you know, they get halfway through and they're like, hang on, is is it okay if I change my goal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm halfway through and I don't know if this is all right. And I'm like, what do you want to change it to? And they say what they know. You know, I think what they came to the program for that they didn't know at the time, you know, like you come thinking you want something and then you get what you need. They mm-hmm. say, can I just make my goal to become the woman I'm here to become yeah. or to know my higher self or to figure out how to just be in the flow. You know, like these are really big meaning of life, like reasons that we're here goals. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> yeah. That's you know, funny. So- at the coaches training Institute, they call that the big a and the little a agenda. And so what they say, you know, during our training, they say that clients will typically bring their little a agenda. So that's the things like losing weight, doubling their income. And, you know, we all have those things that we want to do, but the big a agenda is like what you were saying is, is what they really truly desire underneath it all. They usually don't bring that like no one. Well, typically people don't wake up in the morning and they're like, I really just want to step into my authentic self. And like, you know, like (laughs) Americans, come on. (laughs) Right. We just want to see. But they want to feel good. And they don't know how to describe it any other way is I just wish that I didn't have all of this angst or guilt or worry. Right. If we can get them to a place where they just feel good in their own skin. I think that's what everybody really craves. Yeah. Here, here. I do think that's what everybody craves and like what everybody's big A agenda, whether they know it or not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they think it's keeping up with the Joneses or like, if I could just make that much money, you know, then I can go to that trip or then I'll be happy. And, or if I find my life partner, if I can mm-hmm. fall in love, everything will be okay. But what they really want is to stop apologizing for who they are mm-hmm. and do what they want. Spend yeah. the day the way they would want to spend their day. Just it's that freedom again, you know? And yeah, I also just like feel like they're enough as they are and who they are. Yes. Without having to lose the weight or double their income or write a book, all that stuff. Yeah. I feel like we're constantly negotiating those primary fears that I won't be enough and I won't be loved, you know? Mm -hmm. And on every Oprah Super Soul Sunday, have you heard this, that she asked that one question at the end, she said, everybody has the same answer. I don't know that one. What would you say to your younger self? And Mm -hmm. they all say, stop worrying so much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I totally believe that. I totally believe that. So another thing that you say is, and I'm quoting you from your Mm -hmm. website, just so you know, until that which you think, speak, feel, and act are a single unit, you have no effectiveness or power in the world. So can you say more about that? Yeah, this was something I learned from my guru when I was studying in the ashram. And she's this beautiful, enlightened being, really awake, amazing human being. And she would say this and I took it on, you know, that that truth is alignment. You know, that if you aren't in alignment from the inside out in some way, right, that you're going to be expressing or acting in the world from a place that's off, Uh you know, not fully integrated. So if we think about alignment, like a chiropractor comes in and, you know, sort of realigns your spine, that if we could find a way to really be in harmony and at peace with how we feel, the way we express those feelings in our words, you know, that our thoughts, we're not at odds with our thoughts and our actions, that if those all lined up in that sort of straight spine way, you know, that we would really tap into our ultimate power. It's forever moving. It's a fluid process. But I think, you know, you know this, that thoughts become things. We are not our thoughts. All these great, you know, words, these phrases about thoughts that we've learned that it's not that you're ever going to control your thoughts. Your thoughts are going on, you know, rapid fire, 24-7, thinking and doubting. That's what our brain is here to do. But if you are in alignment with that and you know that your thoughts are just a contraction of the universe, that they're not to be judged, good or bad, right or wrong, that you just are who you are, that you're this perfectly imperfect little human, you know, this spirit having this human experience, you know, Mm -hmm. then you're in alignment. You're in alignment with whatever is. I'm reading this beautiful book right now. Whatever arises, love that. Hmm. That's what she's saying. Interesting. Yeah. That's something, I mean, my listeners know that, and I know they're with me in the struggle of, of surrender and just, Mm -hmm. I think that's a little bit what you were speaking to is just trying to let go of the outcome and let go of worry and just love what is and embrace like whatever comes at you. And boy, that's hard. That is hard. Sheree. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I think my story is I, you know, I've struggled with being this little perfectionist that somehow with my perfect little family dynamic, <laughs> I grew up trying to become that something just perfect. And it's so easy when we're on this personal development path you know, to try to become spiritually perfect. Oh yeah. I see a lot of perfectionism in personal development. Oh my God. So much. So like when you're in the light and you're doing the light work and you know, you're giving and you're uplifting and all that, then that's great. Mm -hmm. And then you can feel like, yeah, I'm in alignment. My thoughts are pure. I speak kindly. I'm all about love. (laughs) Yeah. But that's because we are all those parts, we are light and dark. We are mm-hmm. so many different. They say we have like 52,000 masks, you know, in our beings that we get to play with. We're the hologram of the universe. So to say that there's only this one way is crazy. I think if I was to really dissect this until that which you think, speak, feel, and act are a single unit concept is if we go all the way back to think. If you know that at your essence, 
you are nothing but love, that you're all good and all over your humanity. And even the most horrible thoughts that you could possibly have are okay. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly what they should be. Then you're going to speak from that place of knowing just like you do. You're constantly owning your humanity, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then you can feel like a full woman, you know, all of it, that we're not here just to be happy, happy, joy, joy, that we're supposed to like be on fire, feeling everything, all of our desires. Right. And then acting from that knowledge, from that place, single unit, mm. right. Then you got some real power to give and your light starts to spread. What came up for me when you were saying that was grace and self-compassion. It sounds like it has to be there. Fully. Yeah. I think one of the things that was so enlightening for me to learn in, maybe it was kind of towards the beginning of my personal development journey is like, I kind of made up that it was like personal development and your own journey kind of went in this straight line. Mm-hmm. And we went, it was like kind of downhill. Like by downhill, I mean like, we, <laughs> yeah. everything's just going to get better. And then that's not how it looked for me. And then I realized, oh, it's not a straight line. It's like a tangled, like crochet, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. and it goes backwards and forwards. It's a roller coaster of it's a glass case of emotion for sure. And that's okay. Like that's how it's supposed to look. And I think as long as you know that you're on the ride, And as long as you have like a really awesome support system around you, and as long as you can carry grace in your heart and be compassionate with yourself and know that you're a human being that has this like messy journey, I think you'll be just fine. I'm on the freaking ride. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Exactly. And my (laughs) goal thing that I've always sort of talked about in One Woman Effect is enjoying the ride, that it's a belief or a principle that I have that even in your darkest hour, if you can enjoy what it is to be alive, Mm -hmm. you know, to be the wild ride or the roller coaster, you know, then I think that's the point. And it's the beauty of it. I love in Brene's, her first TED Talk from 2010, and she says in social work, they teach them to lean into the discomfort. And she was more of like a feel the discomfort and clean it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, that's where I've learned to lean into the discomfort. And especially like when now I kind of like it comes and I'm like, oh God, here it is again. And, and it's not like it's any more fun when hard things happen. But I think what's different now is that it's so much easier to stop fighting against it. It's so much easier to just like let it happen and like let it wash over and move through it and know that I'm going to be okay on the other end. Cause I used to panic and I used to just be like, Oh my God, like what if, what if I'm not okay? Like what if, what if, what if, what if this happens? And trust me, like I have those moments, but they're much smaller now. And now I'm like, all right, this is shit. this day can just go right to hell and <laughs> it's going to be okay. It's, and it's not like all bright and shiny, like unicorn farts, like, Oh, it's going to be great. It's, you know, it's throwing dishes sometimes, but again, it's just like that whole surrender thing. It's been a street fight for me and <laughs> I'm it's learning, so well said. I'm learning to finally, and June, I have an appointment to get a tattoo on the inside of my wrist that says surrender. Cause it's, mm. I just know that life is so much, I don't know if I want to use the word easier. Life is so much more peaceful, I should say, when I do surrender. Well, this is why I'm obsessed with surfing. Day in, day out, all I want to do is watch surfers. And one of these days, 
I'll own that I've got to learn too, but I feel like my life is surfing. That if you are in the water and the wave on that day is gigantic or you get pulled down mm-hmm. and you're getting carried, you know, under the rip, you are not to panic. That's not what we do. Right. We surrender to that and know that it's going to pass, that nothing is permanent. You know, it's like to answer that question again of how did I get to this place or to lead? It's life happens through me. That idea that if I surrender and I know that I'm this channel, you know, or if I'm just surfing, that it's life will have its way with me, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Right. Yeah. And I let it just come and experience it all and taste it all and feel it all. And it'll pass right through. And then there'll be something else. You know, and if I can kind of operate that way, then I can be really attuned to, you know, listening to my intuition, to feeling the waves. And it's such an easier way. I wish I knew that when I was in my 20s or even younger, you know, just to be like, surrender. Still, lean back. I have a couple clients and they, they leave me messages on, we have like this voice thing where they leave me updates and stuff. And I've, towards the end of the work, I've had two of them that I popped into my mind when you were saying that, where, you know, they came to me first and they were very much type A perfectionists, very, very controlling. And then they leave me updates now where they're like, yeah, this happened and it totally sucked or this is happening and it's bad, but I know I just need, you know, I'm just, and like, even just the sound of their voice is different. And I am like fist pumping on the other end, just like so happy for them. It's like, oh my God, I feel like a parent, you know? And I'm just like, it's so beautiful to watch. It's so beautiful to watch a woman who struggled so much with control and perfectionism and, and that hustle, that constant hustle, just like, let it go. And again, it's not that her life got so much easier. (laughs) It's just that life still happens. It doesn't fight against it anymore. Yeah. That's the refinement. It's just tiny moves. And all of a sudden you're kind of dancing with your life in a different way and Mm -hmm. not pushing up against it. It's much less sweaty. It is much less sweaty. <laughs> that is perfect. That's a perfect way to sum it up. It's less sweaty. I didn't ask you like hardly any of the questions I had planned on asking you. We just kind of went off on our own conversation. <laughs> but I have one more question for you that I ask all of my people. And I want to know what surprises you about the work you do with women. Hmm, that's such a good question. Well, what came to me first is, you know, that I get to do this. I think it surprises me every day that this is my job. Mm -hmm. Just floods me with so many things that I want to say. Okay. I think it shouldn't surprise me anymore, but it still does how hard we are on ourselves, how much we struggle, you know, and how very little we know about our magic and our power. It surprises me that somehow we get to a point in our lives where somebody didn't tell us how magical we are and how powerful we are. Those two words are interchangeable that we walk around feeling like less than all the time and crazy as people call us crazy for having the feelings that we have, you know, or for struggling the way we do and that somehow we aren't teaching girls in school how to really own our power. I mean, the day that I heard that quote, from the Dalai Lama, the world will be healed by the Western woman. Mm -hmm. It just chilled me to my bones, like in the best of ways that somebody could see it. You know, that I always say it when we're in our joy, when we're just comfortable in our own skin and we walk into a Starbucks, 
we light up that whole freaking room and we set off a chain reaction, you know, by our love and our light and just our being. And that is the most powerful thing in the world to me that a happy woman or a woman who owns who she is, she doesn't have to be happy all the time, obviously, but that just a Maya Angelou quality right, mm-hmm. to her of just owning herself is enough. You walk into a room and you change it. And I just, I still have this frustration or this kind of confusion around why does it take so long for us to get that, you know, to get to that place where we can just be who we're here to be and own that, you know, each of our flavors or our unique expressions are enough in this world. That was beautiful. Yeah. Gospel girl, gospel, (laughs) preach it. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good question. Thank you. I love how you answered it too. And I'm sure everyone listening is ready to devour more of you. And again, it's really easy to get all the links that we mentioned here. Everybody, yourkickasslife.com forward slash 101. But Cherie, tell everyone where they can learn more of you. There's all the social media, Facebook, it's Cherie Healy or One Woman Effect. So I'll spell there's ShereeHealy.com is the hub for it all. And that's spelled C-H-E-R-I-E. H-E-A-L-E-Y. And onewomaneffect.com is also out there. We do great retreats each year that are such a gathering of women who want to light up the world together in every way. Bringitgroup.com is the group coaching experience where we all throw down to bring it because the world needs us. So mm-hmm. those would be the best spots. And of course, we're on Instagram and Pinterest and Facebook and Twitter. Rad lady. I'm so glad. I'm selfishly so glad that I got to talk to you and that I got to record it for everyone to get to know you. (laughs) I'm honored to be able to call you a friend and a colleague. And thank you for doing the work that you do in the world. Thank you, woman. It's been such a treat. Really the greatest way to start the week. Yay. Okay, everybody (laughs) run out and devour the show notes and get to know Sheree a little bit more. And I will see you next episode for a solo podcast And until next time, I will see you all out in cyberspace. Bye-bye. Are you you there? Stop recording? Yeah. No, my my Siri started talking to me. Oh, God, it's been doing that to me, too. It's like (laughs) if you hit a certain pitch, she comes on. Like, yes? You need anything? (laughs) I'm like, I wasn't talking to you, Siri. (laughs) And, And I don't know what the method to the madness is. Let me just put it on Do Not Disturb and she'll stop. Okay. All right. Okay. Let me just back up a little bit.